following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a fantastic show for you guys today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before I tell you about it and before we say hi to everybody, let's say hi to our cool, outrageous man about town co host, Mr. Ron Russell. I was very busy making out with my dog. Give me a Astro, give me another kiss. Oh, I love that dog. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, here we are today. Okay, what are we going to talk about? First, we're going to say hi to everybody. We got to hi everybody. So, first of all, you guys, we have a great show for you today. We have uh, coming on first is Jack O'Halloran. You guys know him from the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. He was also in um, Godzilla with uh, Jessica Lange, and I don't know a whole bunch of movies that that are you guys are going to just like love. Plus, every TV show he was in Dragnet, the Hero and the Terror. Uh, he was in the Flintstones movie, all kinds of great movies. He's a really cool guy. I've known him for a long time. And then we have coming on Rue Stars, who's a fabulous singer, songwriter, web show host, actress. She does it all, and she's from New York. So Ron's going to love it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get started, let's say hi to the chat room. What's up? We have – it's going very fast. I can't see it. All. We have Teresa Sabin. She's uh, – Teresa Sabin's in Florida. Lady Lake Cindy. Lady Lake is in Florida. She says – Hello to Astro. Hugs to Astro. Don Hinton. Hi, Don. How you doing? Eileen Shapiro's in the chat room. Um, Backpack John is in the chat room. Uh, the Fisher King is in the chat room. Angela Joseph is in the chat room. Uh, Don wants to know what kind of watch you have on today. Today, I'm pr <clears throat> very proud. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me while I clear my throat. I've got a pubic hair in it, maybe. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. not really. That's just a joke. I don't do those filthy things. <laughs> I'm not married to a woman anyway. Um, listen, it's an AIDS walk wristwatch, and I got it way back. My God, in the early 70s as a gift from the head uh, general marshal or whatever they call him, the marshal of the parade. He gave it to me for my outstanding work in raising over $150,000 for AIDS with Elizabeth Taylor uh, of the Elizabeth Taylor Foundation for AIDS Research. So it's a wristwatch that I wear with such great pride because it means so much to me. It was hard work doing all those benefits and working in other people's benefits in drag as Jane Russell, just to raise funds for AIDS. So yes, it's here. It's a very special, I don't know if you could see what it says on it here. Wait a minute. It's upside down. Wait, wait a minute. Let me get it right. <laughs> but anyway, there it is folks. It's a very, very, I very rarely wear it. Uh, Cause I don't want it to uh, be destroyed. 
anyway, there you go. We want to welcome the Fisher King too. Uh, Fisher King is the first time it says he's the first time he's been able to like listen to us live, and uh, he's from Ireland. So now we've got Ireland oh. in the house. So what's up, Fisher King? Oh, Aaron Gobra or Aaron Gobralis? Which one? <laughs> I love that. Years ago, that the Irish say Aaron Gobra. Oh, I don't know what that and then means. We made it Aaron Gobra or Gobraless. Oh, there you go. Without a be so slow. I don't know. You know what? That what? Means. <clears throat> Jimmy is Jimmy's father warned me. He said Jimmy is a how do you say it, Siobhan? I'm not a savant. What do you say it? Savant. A Schwanz. <laughs> well, Jimmy's not a Schwanz in any of that area. But anyway, uh what is it? It's not a savant. I'm not a savant. You're, Jimmy is a savant. I just I'm like everybody else. I pay attention to what I want to pay attention to, and if I'm not interested, I don't pay attention. <laughs> He's lying. He's a schwanz. <laughs> He's not. I anyway, wish. <laughs> everything is good, you guys. I hope everybody's having a good new year. Everything seems to be going fabulous. It's a lot of fun. And um, we, if you saw Ron's, Ron's so excited. He got 300 likes on his Facebook post for our um, new kitchen. Excuse me, over 300. Over 300 likes on his Facebook post for his new. Uh, <clears throat> no, for our kitchen. Uh, Don't you live here? Yes, I live here, too, and I painted uh so Listen, it, he painted the turquoise behind the uh, gray um, granite absolutely oh we also want to say hi boomer mays professional football player he just joined us and paul from zest radio just joined us hello 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 boomer and, hello uh, paul uh, all is good you guys it's going to be a lot of fun today something different something fun the weather's beautiful here in palm springs i hope you guys aren't freezing wherever you are and uh well let me get into a little bit of politics no, the reason don't do politics. The, fuck up. the reason why we got over, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat today. Just keep pulling out the pubic hairs. No, you know what it is? It's very dry in here. And we have heat on because it's cold out. And it's so dry that I have dry throat. Anyway. So I make it warm. The reason why I got over 300 uh, likes and comments is Facebook liked what I wrote. Because I wrote, let's do it happy and gay and make Facebook a happy place to be. So Facebook sent it out to everybody. And everybody got it and liked it. But when I write articles that are, <clears throat> again, excuse me. When I write articles that are controversial or my opinion, very few likes because very few people get it. Uh, <clears throat> I think a lot of people are very upset with Facebook because they're not allowing freedom of speech from anyone. Not just one particular person who's now been banned from Facebook and every other media. The one thing that Americans always bragged about when we had arguments with foreigners was we have freedom of speech. We have freedom of choice. We can do what we want in our country. We could be anybody we want in our country. Not well, I hope more. we stay that way. I hope things don't change. So Twitter lost like $10 billion and I think Facebook $40 billion. Yeah, I mean, it's nonsense. it's nonsense what's going on. I mean, it's just too much for, for the brain to absorb. You know, we're going to a virus that's hideous and killing everybody. We're worrying about the shot. Is it safe? Is, it, is there a long-term effect? Uh, now they say that if you have a body part in you that's not that's plastic or whatever, it can be destroyed because of the virus. The virus kills anything that's not native. If it's foreign to the body, it will kill it. So people with stents and and pacemakers like should oh, I have a fake knee, <laughs> right? Which means Plastic knee. which means your leg is going to blow off and you're going to have a wooden leg. Yeah, that's not happening. Well, then you call Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy, Peggy, Peggy Leggy. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. But anyway, um, the media really has a ball with us. The media really tells us what they want us to believe. The media is packing the bucks in the bank. The media is outrageous. It must be not listened to. You must listen to your doctors. You must listen to people who know what they're talking about because all this fake news, as Mr. Trump used to call it, is out there. And yes, there is a lot of fake news about everybody, uh, about the whole Washington, about our country, about our laws. Everything is a mess. We are in a state of, of corruption right now. And it will ease out because you know what? My father told me, taught me, time will tell. You can lie for just so long or you can deceive people for just so long and then the truth will reveal itself. So if the new administration is not going to be the administration that people voted for in a year or two, they will then say, let's impeach Biden and start that crap all over again. And we have to sit through another nonsense, crazy crap. And if he does what he says he's going to do, then everything could be cool. If he does what he says he's going to do, then there's no problem. We'll have a smooth sailing, wonderful country again. Absolutely. So, hello, Cambria Carpenter just joined us. It's nice to see you. And uh, Teresa Saban says, like, take olive oil. Like, it makes it's good for your body. I, I, if I put olive oil in any more places in my body, I will slide out of my car and be killed. <clears throat> I am so full of olive oil. I actually too. I had my friends 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 anniversary. What do you call it? Like friends anniversary, whatever that Facebook does when you have your friendship and you've known someone for a while on Facebook, and then they put all the pictures. And so I had my friend anniversary with Teresa Saban the other day on Facebook, and it's very nice to know you, Teresa, and so happy to call you friend and and supporter of all the things that we do. You're fabulous. Getting back to olive oil, <laughs> I use it on my face as a treatment. I use it in my hair as a treatment. I use it sometimes on body parts to keep them moist. And also, if you're going out and you're going to drink a lot, do a shot glass of extra virgin olive oil. <clears throat> That'll smooth the stomach so the booze really doesn't get to you. You can drink a little more without getting crushed. Olive oil, to me, is a gift from the gods. I think it's really a, a very special uh, process that you should put into your body. As I said before, if I put any more olive oil into me. Eileen says she's got to, she'll tell you where to put it. Eileen, <laughs> I, I, I know, but I don't think I need to use olive oil with you. What you, I need pool cue dust. <laughs> you know, when you put the, pool, put the pool cue into the blue stuff so your <laughs> pool cue doesn't slip on the balls. <laughs> <clears throat> That's Eileen Shapiro, I hope. <sighs> Yes. Oh, no, oh. no, that's some other Eileen. <laughs> if it was another Eileen, I would have had a nervous. I mean, my Eileen, I love and adore. She's my best and dearest sweet friend. And we have the best time together talking about my wang and her pussy. So we really have a lot of fun with it. Uh, she's a great sport. And so am I. And together, if you, if you, if ever. Any, if ever we wanted to really have a show that'd be a major hit, we should do a reality show, right, Eileen? With all of us. Not so much the California people because they're very reserved. They just do everything behind closed doors, three ways, you know, four ways, all kinds of weird sex. But New Yorkers are very upfront. They do it out there in the street. They don't give a crap. So if all of my New Yorker friends with Eileen Shapiro, we had a reality show. It would be not only hilarious, but interesting because we all talk about and say things to each other that everybody thinks but are too frightened to say. 
We are outspoken people. We are hilarious people. Eileen Shapiro has a wonderful sense of, of smooth, quiet humor. She slips them in there every now and then. She sneaks them in. I'm bold. I blow it out my ass. I just say it like it is. Jimmy sits there chuckling and then makes an opinion. Uh, Billy Hess is, is totally, totally insane like I am. He's wonderful. And a few other people that we're friends with. We have Wendy Stewart Kaplan oh, and Wendy Tim Stewart, Moss another, another nut and job. Ike Avelli. Tim Moss is out there somewhere. And Randy Jones from I, the Village Ike People. Is still, Ike is still looking for a husband 44 years later. I mean, we're all out there. We're just a wild group of people. And when we get together, there's no bullshit about who's a Republican, who's a Democrat, who hates Trump, all that crap. We just live life. We eat, we drink, we laugh. And, and have fun. The whole evening is of up-talk laughter. It is wonderful. And yes, Eileen, I think we should shoot it and see if anybody's daring enough to put it out there. Just our conversations sitting around. No, it like would be X, would like. it would be X, 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 X. I mean, there's no question about it. It would be probably the most, well, you know what? It's everybody in the country in the privacy of their homes, they all say it. You got to like love it. So we want to say give a shout out to Mike Wagner has shown up from the Mike Wagner show. Hey, Mike, how you uh, doing? We love Mike Wagner. He's got a great show. And I'm not sure who the collector zone is, but I saw somebody. Jeff is in there. I don't know. Oh, if wait, I have to say something because Jimmy our here. guest is here. Jimmy had a black person contact him and say, please do not follow me. I dislike white people. <laughs> I was following somebody on Twitter and they asked me not to follow him. So I was and like, I okay. thought that was hysterical. I said, oh, my God, I've never heard a black person that was a racist so openly. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know that a lot of black people hate white people. Well, you know, whatever they feel they did to them 500 years ago, 300 years ago when they were slaves. I know I tell my black friends that all the time. Don't hate me. I never owned you because um, if I did, my house would be very clean. Oh, it's Jeff Dickinson's in there. I'm sorry. I knew Jeff Dickinson. Hey, what's up? So, everybody, we're going to bring on our first guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, his name is Jack O'Halloran. You guys will recognize him when you see him. And uh, I guess he's getting ready to get brought in. We'll make sure we can hear him, and then we'll get rocking and rolling. Hello. Uh, hey, how are you? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing the best I can, whatever they'll let me get away with. Yeah. They <laughs> well, well, if you're a Republican, we don't want you on the show. <laughs> he's lying. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life? People that are commenting. I've got people on my Facebook page saying, you're a Republican, they think. I Nobody knows. What, I'm gay. I'm not a Republican. <laughs> I'm not a Democrat. They say, what are you? I say, a happy gay man. <clears throat> but not really. I mean, how stupid could you be? People are friends for years, and suddenly they're not friends anymore because one is of a different political uh, ba background. It's terrible. It's terrible. Anyway, if you are a Republican, if you are a Republican, we will have you thrown off the air. Welcome. You work a lot, you son of a bitch. I don't. Hang on. Let's introduce some people. Shut up. No. Who do you know that you get so much work that I don't? No, hang on. Hang around the wrong people. Yeah, I think so. Jimmy Starr. <laughs> no, I'm the right person. Believe me. So so everybody, this is Jack O'Halloran. We can hear him. So let me do an introduction. Hello, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Starr show with Juan Russell, the incredibly fabulous, talented superstar Jack O'Halloran. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's been a long time. We haven't talked. It has been, my time. friend. It's been a while. 
I think it's been like 10 years since you were on the show. Now I have uh, my husband as my co-host. So let me introduce you to our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, baby. How are you? Now the show's a hit. You notice we have four and a half million people watching. <laughs> when I wasn't on it, Jimmy had about 12 people no, in, that's in, not in, Florida, in Florida, in the, in the Everglades. They were living in the Everglades. That's not heart. true. Yes. So, Listen, I don't want to go any further with this guy's interview. I need to know. No, wait, wait. We have to say hi to the. So we, oh, okay. Jack, we go, have a go, chat go. room. Literally, we have like 10 countries represented in the chat room. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello. How are you? There you go. And say hi to Teresa. She's in Florida because, like, she said hi, Jack, first. So well, let's say, say hi, hi to Teresa. Teresa. There you go. So, you guys, Jack O'Halloran is a fabulous actor. He's also an author. Uh, he's got a production company. You guys will know him from all the things he's been in. But Ron wants to say something. I don't know what. And you guys are in the close to the but, same age group. Well, I'm 80, and I just had one of those moments where I forgot her name, and I love and adore her. And you worked with her, and I want to ask you about her because – She's probably one of our great. Uh, oh my God, the blonde from, from that did King Kong, Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang. You worked with her. Give me all the dirt you got on that. Jesse, I, I remember Jesse was her first picture that she did. Jesse and I were good friends, and we, we are good friends. I, mean, I haven't talked to her for a while, but she, uh, you knew when she walked on the set, she was going to be a star. And she was, uh, she was married to the dancer. Uh, What's his name? Bresnikov. That's a, a Bresnikov, uh, right? Yeah, and Je Jesse was uh, Jesse was 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 is a class act. She's just a nice, nice girl from Minnesota with a lot of talent, and you knew that from day one. And uh, I watch her work, and I sit there, and I just love every second of her on the screen. She brings to the screen the character, the acting ability without being overdone corny or crappy. She's a natural actress. She was great she's in a, American Horror she Story. She is a great, no, not even that. That was that was, <laughs> that was her lesser moment, Jimmy. She's done greater work than that. She did a, she did a, a picture with Jack Nicholson that was just my favorite. people rolled in the aisles. My favorite work that she did was when she um, did the life story of the famous actress who went insane. Oh, my God. What was her name? Oh, from? yeah. No, no, no. I, I remember when she did the picture. From yeah. the 40s. Her performance, right. her performance was natural. She's breathtaking. So if you're such good friends with her, give her a buzz. Tell her <laughs> that Ron Russell would love to have her on this show. No, seriously. That's how I do things. I don't go through managers or agents because they ruin everything. They, you know, more managers are ruin more careers. And Betty Davis told me that in person, you know, I knew Betty well. And Betty said the worst thing in our business are agents and managers. They ruin everything. You're never going to. I, I don't disagree with that at all. No, she said the movies you're supposed to do to get awards, you don't. They give you the movies you that stink. So that was Betty. Betty said had she had different, uh, if Warner Brothers and, and Jack Warner wasn't such a, an egomaniac, and if he would have let Betty get the directors she wanted, which is nobody because Betty directed herself, as she told me, and if she could get the film, that the, the, the script that she wanted, she could have won more Academy. I got to get this right. She said, Ron, I could have won more Academy Awards than Catherine Hepburn. And she could, and she would have. <laughs> so hold on. She's a great actress. She oh, was a brilliant, brilliant actress. Well, Betty, Betty was Yeah, fabulous. but you gotta understand it was she was in an era when women didn't have that much of a say. You know, there was more no, do well, as I she, say and don't do she, as I do. She did. She did. But she I did. Mean, no, no, she took the bull by the horns. She was no. uh 
she was a, she, she was a you know she told me one one time she said to a director on the stage she said listen to me you are a director i am an actress i am better than you i will not listen to you <laughs> you will do as i say because i will bring out in you the best work that you've ever done and she's going on she was drinking i loved it she would take a shot of a, a glass of scotch with a cigarette she would smoke while she was drinking it was like a circus act <laughs> i have never in my life seen anybody blow smoke out while they're drinking scotch she was an amazing woman i loved and adored her so hold on i, I want to worry okay okay, okay hold on two things first of all jack Ron used to have a TV show called Set the Record Straight where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood. So he's like a TCM, like, oh, yeah. superstar. He knows, like, all of them. And he was best friends with Jane Russell. My dearest buddy in um, the world. Oh, right? nice lady. Um, oh, so, lovely Jane. Was, I, we nice hung out. Lady. And now for in our audience, we have a, a very large over 50-year-old audience. But for the younger people that are in the audience, I'm going to do a little bragging for you. And that way we can go back and talk about some of it. So you Just guys, say he's been in everything there is. Now, here's some of the cool things, uh, you guys, that, that you'll have seen Jack O'Halloran in. Besides the TV shows, he was in Farewell, Farewell My Lovely with Robert Mitchum, Charlotte Rampling. Harry Dean Stanton, John Ireland, and Sylvester Stallone. There's more. The, the 1976 King Kong with Jeff Bridges and Charles Grodin and Jessica Lange and John Randolph. March or Die with Gene Hackman, Catherine Deneuve, Terrence Hill, Ian Holm, Max von Sydow. He, obviously, everybody knows him from Superman movies where he played Nan. That's Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, Christopher Reeve, Ned Beatty, Jackie Cooper, Glenn Ford, Margot Kidder, Sarah Douglas, Terrence Stamp, Susanna York, Valerie Perrine, The Baltimore Bullet with James Coburn, Omar Sharif, Bruce Boxleiter and Peter Jason. Dragnet, we got with Dan Aykroyd, Tom Hanks, Christopher Plummer, Harry Morgan, Dabney Colin, and Alexander Paul. And I put her in there because she's been on our show, actually. The Hero and the Tarot, which is a great Chuck Norris movie. Mob Boss with William Hickey, Eddie Deason, who's been on our show. Irwin Keyes was on our show. Morgan Fairchild and Brink Stevens, who's been on our show. The Flintstones, which has a great cast. John Goodman, Rick Moranis, Rosie O'Donnell, Elizabeth Perkins, Elizabeth Taylor, Halle Berry, Kyle McLaughlin, Jonathan Winters, Harry Corman, Fred Schneider, who was on our Christmas show, Jay Leno, Sam Raimi, Fury and the Fist and the Golden Fleece, Richard Grieco, Ernie Reyes Jr. They've both been on our show. That's why I brought it up. Sean Whalen's been on our show. Jeremy London was just on our show, and Tiny Lister was on our show. So those are some of his credits, you guys. And in TV, you saw him in Cannon, Flying High, Best of the West, Hunter, Knight Rider, Murder, She Wrote, Perry Mason, The Case of the Defiant Daughter of the Movie, Morton and Hayes, Diagnosis, Murder. So basically, like, He's like shit. He's been like all over the place. <laughs> you you are so easily to be hated. <laughs> I mean, you you worked with a few of my idols as well as friends of mine. There's many of those people that were mentioned that are that I know uh, pretty well. Did you know Mitchum? Who? Robert Mitchum. Did you ever meet Robert no, Mitchum? Robert Mitchum came before me. Uh, Jane Russell and Bob were best friends. Oh, buddies. he told me she had the best body in Hollywood. <laughs> well, no, he was married, and Jane respected his wife being a Christian. They never fooled around. Neither did Jane. <laughs> and Jane never banged Howard Hughes. She never banged Howard Hughes either. That bullshit about Jane Russell and bang and banging Howard Hughes is fake. She said Howard Hughes like little tiny girls. Jane Russell, as you know, was a big woman. Yeah, it was a big girl. Yeah, big big broad. Uh, Bob Mitchum passed away before yeah. uh, I got to meet him. But Jane revered him. She loved Robert him. Robert was one of the most well-read men I ever met in my life. And, and it was a, you know, such a, uh, I blame my whole career on Mitchum. Mitchum, uh, when I did Farewell, My Love, it was the first film I ever did. I never had been before a camera before. 
Uh, they came to me to do several movies. I kept turning them down. And uh, when I did a screen test for Farewell, My Lovely, and Mitchum said, it's either him or I don't do the movie. And he started me from day one. He, uh, We became like father and son. He was, uh, if you ever had to have a mentor in the industry, Mitchum was the guy to have. I mean, he was just brilliant. Everyone that knew him said good things about him, but Jane loved him in particular. But the thing that Jane used to brag to me about was she'd say, you know, Ron, Mitchum, big, tall guy, right? Big, tough guy. I drink him under the table. <laughs> and, she, and she did. And she did. And Mitchum could knock him back. He was yeah, not he shy. He was not shy to booze. Neither was Jane. But Jane would drink Mitch under the table. It's amazing. I had a lot of stories that she gave me about Mitch. And I'm so sorry that I never met him because I think we would have got along fine. He had a dirty mouth and he was very upfront. He liked to tell it as it was. And that's that's me. You know, he and I would have been very honest with each other. We should also mention, because you said he's a big well, wait guy. A minute. Wait a minute. Now, wait. The movie that you were in is one of my favorites, by the way. Farewell, My Lovely. Oh, it's a, I, I, I oh, it's a good film. It. Anybody out there, you know, get it. You can get it on YouTube, I think, or something. It's really a good film. I mean, it's one mm -hmm. of uh, of the black noir films, black and white noir films of years ago. That's a terrific film. So you guys too, really? like like Jack is six foot six. You guys, he was a heavyweight boxing contender in the sixties and seventies, and that's why, like in the Superman movies, he's like the bad guy, and in Hero and the Terror, he's the terror. And uh, so, like, like you're a huge guy, and that didn't really like affect you because nowadays they say people that are really tall have a lot harder time getting roles. But back then, because, like, you didn't because the camera people don't want to come in on the tall guy with the short guy, it's a big work. So they they, they don't want to do. They want to get everything. For, they want everything for free. Screw that comment i'm going to ask you another question that our viewers yeah. must hear about probably one of the most magnificently beautiful women in the world catherine Deneuve. oh catherine catherine and i are very close catherine catherine was amazing i uh we did march or die together and <laughs> hey before i went down to do the film burt reynolds grabbed me and he said jack be very careful catherine Deneuve's a man-eater i said Okay. Yeah, but we, I knew Burt Reynolds very well. Burt and I were good friends for many years because Lee Winkler of Global Enterprises was his business manager. And Burt used to go up to his house all the time up at Shaw Place in uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah. And Burt, Burt used to bang everything that walked. But I Everything that walked. No but, <laughs> no, but I don't think that Burt got Katrine. I, he never commented about anything about her except that I used to say to him, like, what was it working? Oh, no, he film? did. No, 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 that's not true. He I did bang it? Well, then he was nice. He was nice about it because he didn't. I mean, he said everybody else he banged half of Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, you know, so why, why, why would Catherine, Catherine and I, Catherine and I became really good because when she first, when I first, she first come on the set, she couldn't wait to meet me because Farewell was such a huge picture in France. It was big. It was a big picture. And she uh, she couldn't wait to meet me. And she came up, to, and I kept putting her off. And she finally said to the director, if he doesn't talk to me, I'm leaving. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to be out of your mind. I mean, listen, I was sitting having lunch with, with Jean Hackman one day, and she sat down beside me. And she said, do you have a, a match, darling? And I said, yeah. And I lit her cigarette, and I turned back to talk to Hackman. <laughs> she finally she her and I broke the ice and, and we became very very close I Catherine was one of the most 
beautiful women you'd ever meet in your Magnif life. Magnificently I beautiful. I mean, I, I'll tell you a funny story. I, I was in New York. We had a break on March or Die. Gene Hackman fell off a horse. So it was snowing and it was around Christmas time. And I went to New York to take care of some business. And I'm at the, in the hotel and I'm in the elevator. I come out of the snow and I get in. And there's a woman with a babushka around her head. And she's behind me. And she said, Jacques. She was at, She was in there doing Chanel number no. five commercials, and uh, we got lost in the hotel for three days. People couldn't find us. Oh well, that's saying something, you pig. But anyway, <laughs> you know, if she said to me, "Do you have a match?" I would have said, "Yeah, my lips and your tits." But you know, then I would have got smacked in the face. So Catherine was Catherine's one of the most. I when I tell you a gorgeous woman. Just the, the epitome of a lady. She really you know, she, she passed away not too long ago. And at her age that she was, she, she was great. still a stunningly beautiful oh, yeah. no, no, older woman. Gorgeous. Yep. Just just like Verna Lisi. Verna Lisi, who passed away recently. She, you know who she was, the Italian beauty. Yeah, she, yeah. She was gorgeous as an older woman, just like well, James. Sophia James. Lorenz the same way. Sophia. No, no, no. Sophia has crashed. No, <laughs> no. I made a movie with Sophia in 1959 called That Kind of Woman. And she was 26 and I was 19. And to see Sophia Loren at 26 years old and working in a film with her and being in scenes of hers was amazing because she was uh, photogenic. I mean, no matter where the camera went, she was beautiful. Now I just saw the film that's on uh, wherever. Netflix. Netflix. And my God, she's aged. But they made her look oh, older. No, she need, she's not. She's Italian. They don't believe in facelifts and boat talks and fillers they'd say nature made me old and i'm beautiful I, I, I don't know i saw her about two years ago and she she looked okay to me she's uh, i mean i've known her for a lot of years but she's uh she's she's a, she's a wonderful woman she's a really nice person i loved her you know the first the couple of days on the set we shot in long beach long island it was supposed to be florida and uh they said to us do not disturb the stars you must stay away from sophia terbunter barbara nichols and george saunders and i said yeah right in your next life, Buster. So I was crazy. <laughs> oh, I was I was crazy about Sophia Lorena. I painted her on behind my bed on the wall. He kissed. My, she didn't want. He didn't wash his shut him out. I'm told we got we got on really well because my heritage. I'm actually Italian. And, and sure, uh, you are. Of course, you are. That's why you're wonderful. But listen, I'm Italian too. <laughs> so wait. So I went and sat next to her, and one of the military guards, you know, the the, the Hitler's people, they came over. They said, "You cannot be the." And Sophia said. Let because I said to Sophia, I spoke to her in Italian, and she said to me, Your Italian is as bad as my English. So we got along really good. And she said, You let him sit. I was sitting in George Sanders' chair, by the way. She said, Let him sit here for a few minutes until I have to go. And the guy said, Yes, Miss Lauren. And she turned around and she said, You know, I don't understand why they do that. She said, I remember when I was starting off in movies, if they spoke to me that way, I would have never gone on in film. I said to Sophia, Minifrego me. I said, I don't give a fuck. Minifrego is a polite way of saying, you know, I don't give a shit. Anyway, we shot a couple. We shot in Central Park and I was hugging her. Anyway, we're finished with it. And I said, Sophia, I'm so sorry to leave you because I really love you in Italian. And she said, Vieni qui, come here. Dammi uno bacio. And I kissed and she kissed me right on my cheek. Well, when I got home, I ran to my Aunt Millie's house because my mother was there screaming. Look at the lipstick. I'm never taking it off. Sophia Loren kissed me on my cheek. 
I was I was 19 years old, but the best part was I was gay. So what was my story? <laughs> I mean, I never understood me. I still don't. <laughs> anyway, yes, Sophia Loren was a lovely, polite, kind, sweet, soft woman. And lucky yeah, you, was, lucky uh, you, was, lucky you that you know her. Uh, she was, uh, she's, a, she's a super lady. She really is. She's a, and I, so I because, like I said, because of my heritage and where I come from, and you know, uh, she was, she was from Naples, and she was, she came up very tough. She had a tough life when she was younger, until yep. she met Anthony. Absolutely, know? absolutely. He, he made a star out of her and, and changed her life around. But she, she came well, up she, through the streets she, of Naples. She never knew her father. Her mother no. was her mother was a woman that got laid before the you could were allowed to. In those days, you were well, a, she, a, she, a she, I, I, My a father was a man called Albert Anastasia from New York. Who, Anastasia. Uh, ran, yeah, he ran a little company called Murder Incorporated. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. no. He has Not a book about it. <laughs> real, the real honest. Listen, I'm from Brooklyn. I know every Albert you know. Anastasia is my father. My father was Brooklyn. My father was New are York. You, are you, you know what? Where do you live? <laughs> I, live in, I live in Redondo Beach, California. Well, we're going to get together for dinner or a lunch. I've got to talk to you. And you are. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I want to know you. You you are an amazing guy. You my I, Listen, I was raised in Brooklyn, Red Hook. Hello. And I was went to school and I grew up with many names that I would never even say. Well, I, I was when my father was assassinated in '57. I was taken. I, 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 I can't. I can't even breathe anymore from this interview. I knew this. I told what? you. What you didn't tell me? I, You're full of shit. You I never to told me. <laughs> anyway, he's a fucking liar. That's fucking why liar. you guys. His, his Twitter is M Anastasia. Oh so my you know. god! But hang on. I don't want to talk about no, that yet. Shut up. This man is in. We need a four has, hour, a four hour show of just him. He has a book. Your father he, was on a state. Oh my! He has God. a book called Family Legacy, you guys, and it's even though it's part fictional, it's a very, very, very good book. And did you ever make it into a movie? We're getting ready to do. A, uh, actually, I'm publishing two books this month, and we're we're going to do a mini series because we're doing we're adding also Charlie Luciano's son is a friend of mine. We have his father's book, uh, The Last Testament of Charles Luciano. Because Luciano and my father were partners, so they, uh, you know, we're 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 putting a lot. We're going to tell a lot of truth and straighten well, a lot of things just, out. Just just leave my cousin Bertha and her husband Louis out. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, please, with the dirt scam that everybody went to jail. But anyway, um, you are you 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 have got to be. You know, I have interviewed major celebrities, major, major people. And I've interviewed over, what, 4,000 people uh, in my career? About 1,200. About 1,200. Yeah, he's not good with numbers. Well, whatever. It feels <laughs> like 4,000. And you are somebody that I, I, I'm trying to bring back my show, Set the Record Straight, which was a hit show, a TV show, where I ask my stars, uh, if you have anything in your life that was said about you that's not true, now set the record straight. We are thinking about shooting it again, and I would love for you to be one of our guests on that show. Uh, I, I think you are probably one of the most fascinating people I will ever... You and Sue Wong is another one. I got Sue Wong as a dear friend. <laughs> but you are fascinating. I can't believe... Well, because of my dad, you know, when I did Farewell... I had just came off the streets and uh, Mitchum arranged for me to meet Johnny Carson at the Polo Lounge because uh, he thought that I should get nominated for supporting actor for Farewell, My Lovely. 
and uh, and I met Johnny Carson, and he was with Ed McMahon, and and I knew Ed McMahon from Philadelphia. He was a he was a general in the Reserve Army or something. So we used to buy Army surplus from him, tanks and shit like that, sell in different countries. When I was a kid, we hustled everything, and he said, "You can't tell Johnny about that." It just Kind of like you don't know each other. So we sat down. And Johnny Carson said, Johnny Carson said to me, if you do my show, I will get you nominated for supporting actor. And I said, uh, I looked at him and I thought about it. I said, but your show is live, isn't it? He said, yeah. I said, well, you know, I think I have to decline. He said, what are you talking about? I said, well, you're going to, I'll come on your show. You're going to ask me about my father and I'm going to ask you where the men's room's at. He said, you would get up and leave? I said, yeah. I said, because I don't talk about my father. I don't want anybody else talking about him. And, uh, you know, so he said, well, we'll give you a list of questions that we'll ask. And I said, John, no disrespect, but you're the biggest news reporter in Hollywood. And you have Albert Anastasia's son on your set. And I know Mitchum has filled your ears with my father's stories. And you're going to ask me about him. And he said, uh and I said, and I, and I just don't, I don't talk about him. And, and so I didn't do the show. Mitchum called me the next day. He said, are you out of your mind? He said, Jack, he said, Hollywood loves that kind of shit. They eat that up. And I said, well, Robert, you know, I'm just not ready to come out and blow my horn about, you know, it's still the yeah, FBI looking over my shoulder, you know? But what Hollywood loves about it is the bullshit mafia stuff. They don't, listen, they want me to write a book. I've been putting it off. You know why? 50 fucking first years of my life. I can't write because I can't use names. So well, I can see. I did. I wrote. No, I, 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 no, I won't because so many of my friends are still alive that I grew well, up. I'll with. tell you a funny story. You'll love this. You'll love this story. I, when I first wrote the book, I had a man that used to watch my back. He was an NSA CIA guy and, uh, Robert Booth Nichols. I loved him. He was, uh, so when I first wrote the book, the government said, you know, they weren't going to, if I wrote the book nonfiction, they were not going to let me publish it in America. So they made a meeting in Hawaii. I went to see the FBI, CIA, the NSA, and we sat down and they said, uh, you know, you can't do this and you can't say that. And I said, well, let, let me ask you a question. I said, I have this little clip of film that somebody gave me as a get out of jail free card. And it's a Jagger Hoover copulating a man. Maybe I should put that viral on the, on the, on the, on the internet. Yeah. He said, you have what? <laughs> I said, I've got a piece of footage of Hoover at a party, you know, and uh, <laughs> they went bananas. You so know we made a deal. We made a deal that I would do a little bit of fiction and the rest truth. And they said, that's okay, because we just like to confuse people. I love it. In defense of my friends, of which no with no name, but a very very VIP man. Uh, I was at, I was at his house and he was dancing ballet with his grandchildren. Um, if anybody ever saw that, they wouldn't believe that who he was and what he power he had. I point out to many people. I say, organized crime does not kill innocent people. That's correct. They kill people who squeal, betray, cheat, That's steal, correct. and lie. Absolutely correct. When, when you go into this organization as a member, like they do in the government, I mean, Washington is far more corrupt than Brooklyn. 
uh, as we now know through the media. Uh, when you go into this organization and you do a blood ceremony, you swear that you will never, never do anything that would cause pain. I well, when you, when you do, you get, are you a maid? I mean, I don't want to ask you, but I was never made because I was gay, so I was not allowed to be made. I was a fairy. Well, you must remember, you're from Brooklyn. You remember 1939 when my father handed Louis Lipke to Hoover. He walked right across the street. Walter Winchell brokered the deal. They had to turn, well, I wasn't born yet. Had to turn himself no, in. I, 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 was, I was born in 1940. That's way before my time. But no, I know um, my friends. Wait a I, you were I, born in 1940. I'm 80 years old. Okay. So I go back 80 years ago, and the people that I grew up with or knew or socialized with and family members who were connected are mostly all gone now. Uh, Jack's in the same age, almost in the same age bracket. You're, you're yeah, 80 years in a secret. Yeah, yeah. Because it's on your IMDb, so, so then, I know it's so not a secret. We, we, <laughs> all, we all know the, the same people. My last name is not Russell. That's my stage name, just as you changed your name. Um, so who cares? Anyway, uh, bad guys sometimes wear collars like priests, and they molest children. So bad guys come in all kinds of uniforms. So don't judge an Italian from Brooklyn who says, yeah, Forget about it and say that we're bad people. So because, wait a minute. Shut up before I put this mic right I up your talk. ass. <laughs> you can talk. I just got to finish because I'm pissed off now. Uh, so all of you out there who think because you know a variety of people that you're um, low life, you're a low life. So wait, I have a question then. Okay, so you guys, Jack's book, which by the way, I Googled it. It's available. You can get it on Amazon and eBay and all kinds of places. It's called Family Legacy. So when I had you on, when you wrote the book, and I read the book before you came on our show the last time, yeah, I, uh, like you told me, it was like a story about your family. But then I saw it was in the fiction category, so then I thought, oh, so it's not really so. So how true is the book? Eighty percent. Okay, you guys, it's a fascinating book. It's really, really good. Like I Listen, always thought. Are you cheap? Say what? Are you, are you a cheapskate? Are you a cheap guy? No. Good. Then send me a book for free and autograph it. <laughs> That's one book. That's one book I want to read. Oh, he'll do. You know, I get millions. Well, the guy of books. next to you has a copy of it. You know, I don't know you where the, I don't know where the book. Is. You know, I've moved four times since. Oh, then. get me that book, I have Jimmy. to look in my I have book. To read I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you. Listen, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you. Yeah, I have your email address. I'm going to send you the manuscript, which is better than the published book. Oh yeah, send so you the original books. manuscript. Don't, that's perfect. Don't, don't you want to keep that? That's going to be worth something. No, he's going to email it to I'll me. I'll send you a copy oh, of it. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, 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 okay, good, good, good. Because um, the that, 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 how, how well did that book do? Because it's got to be very well. It, should, it wasn't published exactly the way it should have been. But what we're going to do now is we're going to republish it in another version and redo another book behind it. And we're going to start telling the the first book that I wrote is from my father's death to Kennedy's death, and I tell the truth about the Kennedy assassination. Good. Of course, I know, know about that. My father was a union delegate. My father knew your father. My father knew Schoenfeld. My father knew everybody from the Painters Decorator Union. Um, uh, my father, I remember saying to me, listen, uh, you hear a name in this house, you never go in the street and tell it. So I'd say, why? He, 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 I'd say, why? He said, don't ask a question. Just listen. 
Yeah. Whatever you hear in this house never goes in the street. And he doesn't fucking because of that. He doesn't remember anybody. He can meet no. somebody and five minutes later, he doesn't know that he knows who they their face, but he doesn't know their name because he doesn't remember names because he was told not to My, remember I, names. I, we I, I got to tell you something. That's not far from true because I, I never remember when I I beat a lie detector test because I would never let myself remember names. Yeah, they you weren't go. allowed so to. They asked me a question. I, I was very honest. I don't remember that guy. I mean, I used to go to weddings and, and christenings and stuff in Brooklyn, and it read like the who's who. I, and you know what the funny part was? Everybody be sitting around the room, and then the, their bodyguards were all up against the wall. And it was an amazing wedding. I mean, they spent fortunes of money on it, and it was fun and laughter and beautiful brides and grooms. It, they were great times. I never saw the downside of any kind of organized crime. I don't want to say organized crime because that describes Washington right now. So I don't want... <laughs> well, you know what? Let me tell you the truth. If you want to use the word mafia, which I don't like to use because there's no such thing, um, <laughs> right? Uh, they run Washington. or the, Well, they used to run Washington. Well, they did. Yeah, and if you talk about the Kennedys, I know why they knocked them off. So, and I also know. Oh, where, that's in his book. And I, I also I remember know, that wait, in the book. <laughs> and I also know where what's his name's body is. Now I have to read it all Ooh, over. Jimmy, again. Jimmy Hoffa. My father. My father said, like, I don't remember where exactly, but his head's in Staten Island. His arm is in New Jersey. That's not true. That's not true. That, he knows really where that it is. all his body parts <laughs> are all in every borough in New York. That's not true. Not, not true. true. Have my father. Jimmy lied. was a dear friend. I love Jimmy. Jimmy was. Uh, Jimmy was a man's man. He would never ask you to do what he couldn't do himself. Right. And what they put him in jail for was such bull because oh, yeah. they accused him of stealing $10,000 from the pension fund. There was no pension fund until Hoffa put it there. And if Jimmy wanted to get something done at his house or renovation, people would have lined up to do it for nothing. People well, loved Hoffa. Hoffa was a loved guy. My father knew him because they were all you know, the unions. But uh, Jimmy made a bad mistake. One phone call caused his demise, and that was sad because uh, he made a bad mistake when he went in. He thought he was only going in for ninety days, and I don't remember if you if you remember when Hoffa went away, the truckers lined up all the way to Lewisburg, beeping their horns as he went by, and we were talking to him on the phone from Boston and. And, and, and the gentleman from there said, you know, Jimmy, you don't have to go to jail. Every teamster in the country will walk off his job, which would have paralyzed America. Absolutely. And Jimmy said, if I did the crime, I'll do the time. And well, he because he thought he was walking in and walking out. But he backed the wrong president and they kept him. And the, the deal that he made to come home was not a great deal. And, you know, and when he came home, he walked right in his office. And he signed documents that he wouldn't touch the union for X a period of time. And he walked right in the office and told Fitzsimmons, get out of my chair. And they said, Jimmy, you can't be here. You'll get us all in trouble. He said, this is my union. I'm taking it back. Get out of my chair. And, uh, and he got on the phone and he made a phone call to New York. And uh, they had a very heated discussion. And they kept telling him, just calm down. You're on the phone. Just wait a little bit. We'll sort everything out. I don't want to hear that shit. And they talked about the pension fund and what they, how much money was lent to, for Caesar's Palace and everything. And he kept talking. And the guy kept telling him, Jimmy, you're on the phone. 
just calm down. And then Hoppe said one thing that he should never have said. I will go to the press. And the guy hung the phone up, and that was the end of Hoppe. Well, that's why they knocked off Marilyn Monroe, because she said she was going to the press. Well, the Marilyn, Mar Marilyn, a lot of people have a fictitious about Marilyn was such a, uh, a, a wonderful, in her own right, a wonderful woman. But she, you know, she slept with Jack Kennedy, but she fell in love with Bobby. And when she got knocked up, she tried to call him to tell him she would get rid of it like she did the other 11 kids. And right. he turned her off. He shut her down. And she started drinking and popping pills. And she talked. What she did, though, she kept a diary. They all wanted her diary. They were scared to death of her diary. And when she and Sam Giancana took her to Cal Nabo for the weekend, and she just blabbered, 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 blabbered. And he said, you know, she's got to die. That's, you know, she's just loose cannon. Huh? Loose cannon. She's a loose cannon. Yeah. When so I was a suppository in her, and they and but Bobby was Bobby and Peter Lawford were sitting at her bedside right before she died. Right, but the, the diary was taken away before anybody could get into the house. Somebody took the diary, and it's in Europe, and it will come out one day. Right, Jane Russell told me about a lot of stuff about Marilyn, and Jane Russell, when I asked her, she said, Yes, Marilyn Monroe was murdered by the uh, Kennedy Mafia, she called them. Well, there was, it was because of them, but they, yeah. she, was, she, was, she was murdered by, and I, I, I won't say, I know the doctor, that they put a suppository in her, and that, that's what killed her. And she was dead when they took her body out of the house to the hospital, supposedly rushing her to the hospital. She was already dead. Of they course she was. the house empty to go in and clean it. And they, right. and they did what they got, what they got. Then Giancana had a, uh, a sergeant guy who was in the police force that went in looking for the diary and it was already gone. And it was taken to Europe by Hoover's partner. And because they didn't want the diary to come out because it would have hurt Hoover and a lot of other people. So, Well, a, a week or so before she was murdered, she told the cabbie <clears throat> that picked her up and took her to the set a lot of stuff. And the cabbie went and blabbed it all over the place, what Marilyn had said. It got well, she back. She was stealing out of her brains. That's what she was talking well, to everybody. The cabbie got, it. His suddenly his cab went off to Hollywood Hills and he was killed, <laughs> which, which was very coincidental because he was repeating to the world everything that Marilyn had said. You know, this is a fascinating show. If no one watches this show, they are, they're going to be so sorry because we've had great shows, but this is probably the number one greatest show I've ever had. You are probably the number one greatest person I have ever interviewed. I am so happy that this is happening. You are phenomenal. You're open, you're honest, you tell it like it is, the way we all should be. Now, what is what was it like being dad's son i you know i i didn't until i was 14 i never really i knew i knew that something was up because i was i had a minder around me a guy called rip collins who was michael collins's cousin but rip was uh, an engineer at general electric and he was the head of the ira at the waterfront because that's how come he knew my father so well and he was a friend of my mother's and I, you know, my father in 1942 was in, in the army teaching soldiers how to be longshoremen. He was a sergeant and he was at Indian Gap, Pennsylvania, but he never spent a night there. He was in Philadelphia every night. My mother made Jane Russell look like a boy and, 
you know, she and Albert got together and I was a product of it. And uh, in 1943, I was born. And, okay, now know, I think I, what I think we should do is I think you should tell our viewers exactly who your father was. Not people know, who, not too many people today know who he is, younger people. Albert so, Anastasia? Albert yeah. was an amazing individual. He was a... Uh, he, he he was you know he was the guy that said that you know that uh, people said well you know if somebody if you're a made individual if you're in the family and you make a mistake and they say well you got to give the guy a second chance and Albert said if I give him a second chance then he's going to think my kindness is a weakness and ten years down the street he'll rat on me he'll become a rat he's so, right. He killed, you know, they, 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 anybody who, you knew the rules when you came in. If you broke a rule, you deserved to die. That's all there was to it. And if you didn't like that, then don't get involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me say one thing else about organized crime. People think that organized crime was drugs and prostitutes and no, whatever. No. You know, it was more than that because it was banking, it was stock market, it was all over the place. No, Not what people don't understand is that. When the beginning, when they first started, all the illicit monies they made, they put back into the growth of a country because their income came from loan sharking, gambling, extortion. So if you didn't have money, how could you pay them? So they made sure you went to work. My father ran the waterfront. His brother, Tony, was the official guy down there. Albert put the fear of God in people. So Tony ran it very well. And they created jobs for people. They invested, they took money and they reinvested it back into the country. They invested in insurance companies. They invested in General Electric, Westinghouse, Sears and Robux. You know, they started a lot of companies. They wanted to create an economy that they could all earn from. In the beginning, you know, you had government, industry, organized crime and unions were all partners for a lot of years, all the way up to the Kennedy Act. Well, who do you think put Kennedy in office? Well, that's, there, there's a good story right there. Joe Kennedy, I don't know how much you know about Joe Kennedy. I know a lot about Joe Kennedy. Joe Kennedy was a brilliant, brilliant banker. The youngest banker, president of a bank in the history of the country. His father-in-law was a powerhouse. He was a gangster from Ireland who came to Boston, started the first Boston bank. He was a senator there. He was a powerful guy. And he married Rose Fitzgerald. That you know, he married he married uh, Honey Fitzgerald's daughter. And then Joe became a bootlegger with a guy from Newark, New Jersey. He had Fleischmann's liquor. They had a warehouse up in Canada, and this was in the twenties. And they were bringing booze because his father-in-law controlled all the scotch and liquor out of Scotland and Ireland, and they brought it in through the Boston Harbor took it up into Canada, and they were bootlegging it down into America. And he took a load of booze that belonged to the Purple Gang. He hijacked it. And the Purple Gang said, you know what, son? You're a dead man. He ran home to Honey Fitzgerald. He said, my God, I don't know, what am I going to do? He said, I can't help you. You're talking about a very serious group of gentlemen. And he said, there's only one guy that can help you. He's in Chicago. And he went to Chicago and sat down with the first Don there. And they made a deal. He said, you know, you're a really bright guy. Kind of like you a lot. You go back to Boston. I'll take care of the Purple Gang. But you belong to us now. And he was under thumb from that day with Chicago. 
The only money Joe Kennedy ever put into a building in America is the Mercantile Building, downtown Chicago. They made him put up the money for that building. And then in 1926, he was a very bright guy. They sent him to Hollywood because they controlled the, the cinematographer union and they controlled Hollywood. And they sent him out and he, they introduced him to Randolph Hearst. They introduced him to, he, if you looked under the paperwork for RKO Studios, Joe Kennedy's the one that put the distribution deal together with all the Jewish theater owners. He put the first distribution deal together. And he banged everybody in Hollywood. He, every woman that walked down the street. It's true. And Hedy Lamar and Marlena Dietrich, you know. Yeah, he was very, very. His favorite. And so he turned around and he, in 26, they, they, in Chicago, they had a, a place called the Hamilton Club, which was the stronghold for political people. And they sat him down one day and they said, here, we want you to do something for us. Because America, after World War I, became a war-bearing country. And we started manufacturing war goods. We were taking jobs away from Europe. Europe, Europe invested in America. And only $1 million came from America in the original banking system. The rest came from Geneva through London. $10, $12 million, they started our banking And they felt they weren't getting enough money back for their, for their buck. So they started complaining. So the people at the Hamilton Club grabbed Kennedy and they said, we want you to do something for us. He created the short sell in 1927 and it ran through to 1920, ran on the brink of 29. And they were very successful. They made a tremendous amount of money, but they aimed it at 30 companies in Europe. One of them being a Rothschild company that was owned by Black Jack Bouvier, Jackie Kennedy's father and his father and uncle. And they bankrupted, and her father became a drunk and died. Her mother swore she would get her money back from the Kennedys. And she married another Wall Street guy, and she raised her children up into society and all that shit. And she groomed her daughter to marry Jack Kennedy. And Joe Kennedy, at the end of 29, the crash happened because they did the short sell, and then they stopped for a couple of days. They were coming back, but the country panicked because the market was going up and down so much and the and the crash happened so after the crash was over they said to joe kennedy did a great job kid now we're going to make you we're going to rewrite the laws of the sec so you're going to be the head of the sec and in 1935 when he finished all that they said great job again now we're going to make you ambassador to england mm -hmm. and he became ambassador joe kennedy he went to england and before he went chicago grabbed him and said listen there's some dear friends of ours we want you to get involved with in Europe. And the first guy he sat down with was a Shah of Iran, who was a gangster. They put a bank together. They lent money to Hitler. America wasn't in the war yet. The money that they lent to Hitler, Hitler came back to them for weapons. They added Khashoggi to the mix. And then England turned around and said to Joe Kennedy, you're lending money to our enemy. You can't do this. And they threw him out of England. Nobody ever knew why he was thrown out of England. He came home as Ambassador Joe Kennedy because the Gore family owned the newspapers on the East Coast. They were from Indiana. And Randolph Hearst controlled the West Coast. So, and there was no television then. And the radios were controlled by the Murchison family out of Texas. People don't realize that the wealthiest guy in the world at the time was Clint Murchison Sr., when they built the Long Island Railroad, he put the money up, not Rockefeller. You understand? 
So a lot of people don't know the history of certain things. But Joe Kennedy, when he wanted his son to be president, the first son was supposed to be president, Joe Sr., who was a great pilot. And what they did was he was 10 days because he was out of the service. Germany was big headache. So they devised a plane that was going to fly into the munition factory and blow it all up and end the war. And they wanted him to test pilot the plane. And they talked him into doing it. The plane went up, it blew up, he died. The week later, they scrapped the whole thing. The first son's dead. You understand? Yeah. Then Jack Kennedy was going to run. That was suspicious. Then Jack Kennedy was running for president. He went to Chicago, Sam Giancana put out some deals, and Joe Kennedy said, I've got all the electoral votes. He'll get nominated. Well, he was in California the second day he was there. He called Gene Connor on the phone. He said, we got a problem. And he said, you had all the electoral votes? He said, no, 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 we're we're short this and that. So they helped him. Chicago, Illinois, and two states for the very first time went Democrat and put up their electoral votes. The third day, Joe Kennedy called him back. He said, we still have a problem. There was only one state with enough electoral votes to put him across the finish line, and that was West Virginia. So they called Bobby Cellini, the Cellini family. Dino Cellini had all the casinos in West Virginia because of the coal mines and everything, a lot of money. They called up and they said, you know what, we need West Virginia. They, they said, no problem. They called some people. They excused some debt. And people raised their hand, and West Virginia gave the electoral votes to Kennedy. He got nominated. And when he got nominated, H.L. Hunt went out to California with a bag full of money and gave it to Joe Kennedy for Johnson to run for vice president. And once Jack got elected, which was a close race, and people in Chicago and New York weren't too happy about it because they already owned Nixon. What did they need Kennedy for? And Gene Connor talked him into it. Oh, it's a great, great both his ears, blah, 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 blah. As we soon as he to. became president, his father turned around and whispered in his ear. And they, they because the first question they asked is, what are you going to do with that little asshole Bobby? Because he was already a thorn in their side. And, and Joe Kennedy said, oh, we're going to make him ambassador to Ireland. We'll get him out of the country. Well, what he did was he told Jack, make your brother attorney general. And then he went to Bobby and he said, put all my good friends in jail. And then he went to Jack and he said, you see all those oil guys down there in Texas? They're making a fortune on a product that you're not taxing called surplus oil. And Jack installed the tax on surplus oil that cost them people two to three hundred million dollars a year. You think that didn't anger somebody? Absolutely. Well, you see, there was corruption back then. There's corruption now. I mean, uh, nobody really believes anymore in the vote. We believe that politics control the vote. Um, well, you know, when Kennedy ran, when Kennedy was running, it was a neck and neck race, right? I know for a fact there were people in Chicago and the suburbs of Illinois that were dead people that voted 20 times. 
That happened this time too. That happened now. <laughs> you know, we we have been made fools of for for a couple of decades, many decades. Uh, I could remember my father and mother being very upset and telling me stories about Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was supposedly the idol of the world. And when six million Jews in in Europe were being mur murdered, put in ovens, they wanted to come to America. And Roosevelt said, "Oh no, we can't have all those Jews coming here because they'll ruin they'll run the stock market." So our wonderful Franklin Delano Roosevelt is the reason for many children and elderly people and beautiful Jewish people that were murdered. So our presidents are not always in our favor, but yet they will say the mafia is this and the mafia is that. Well, well you how know, about when they all, how about when they all went to bed thinking Dewey was president and woke up to Truman? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So stop it, everybody. Stop judging until you know the facts and re get the real facts, not the fake facts. So hang on a second. I I all that, so I know. I just, well, let me tell you something. We can't. Wait, you're coming back. Yeah, we have to have you come oh, back. Oh, no, so. you're coming Ron's back. Ron's never been so quiet on a show. Everybody never. in the channel. You know, I'm, I'm the humor. I'm the joke. I'm the I'm a stand-up comic. So I'm the comic on the show, and I always play around. I am so fucking mesmerized by what you say, because I've heard it before from my family, and it's true. And... Uh, we have a, and okay. you got the balls to come out and talk about it, which is wonderful because people today are so fucking afraid of themselves. They're afraid to say they're a Republican because they get their car smashed. So, you know, what we're I mean? not letting you go yet. I have because I have like I have all these fans of yours in the chat room. I have this one guy has asked this question. and I don't know I why mean, he wants really? to know this, but he's asked it 60 times. He wants to know what the first of all, this is Jeff from the collector zone, which is a, he's a really cool guy. He wants to know what's your favorite piece of music. Oh, who gives a shit? No, no who he's talking no, about. I know, but he just <laughs> off my fucking microphone. Don't even answer that. No, answer question. the question. No, everybody in the chat room wants to know. There's a hundred oh, people. What's there. his favorite music? Yes. The Godfather. What else? No, tell him what's your favorite piece of music. <laughs> I, you know, that, there's there's probably several. We're just getting ready to do a a concert with Bocelli, and I think Bocelli's probably one of the greatest voices. In, in the in, in the world, you know, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And the guy before him that I I put together a a, a concert one time in Raymond Patriarca's backyard with Pavarotti. Pavarotti was one. Pavarotti came and sang in in his home for him and uh, just, as a birthday gift. And just to let you know how pervy our our uh, groups in here are, Don Hinton keeps saying, "Look at how big his hands are." Every time you stick your hand. <laughs> <laughs> dawn dawn italian men are known for that okay <laughs> why do you think all the old broads go to italy to get laid they don't go to Ireland. they all go to italy and they want to get laid by italians because italians got as we say usazic. and for all the so and i have i have i have a movie question just because in general because you're for me like we don't have like Superman movies like the Christopher Reeve movie like you were in. Like now Superman, you know, Superman versus Batman, you know, Bat Superman gets killed. All these like terrible like things. Uh, they're not like wholesome superhero movies anymore. What do you think of that? Like compared compared to being in like the Christopher Reeve movies. Do you watch any of the new ones coming out? No, I think they're very dark. I think it's uh, they, they've taken away. You know, the sad part is that yeah. Superman was the first American superhero. And when we did one and two, I mean, it was all about law and order. They didn't, Superman didn't run around killing people. You know, he it was all, he, he, he put people in jail, you know. Right. Uh, they, they followed the law. And uh, I think that they've just gotten way away from the all-American way. And, you know, uh, it gets darker and darker. 
I was very angry that they changed the color of his costume. Oh, yeah, the whole blue. thing. They, they, I mean, they, they, the blue and red was American and so wonderful. Now he's in this dark black yeah. shit. Uh, and the movies so, are dark. Do you fact, have we're an looking, action? We're looking to do, I have a script that I want to eventually get done. We want to bring, because of the technology that we have today, and your fan base will love this, we're going to do another Superman movie with Christopher Reeve. Because the hologram oh, technology cool. works terrifically. And I can bring Christopher back on screen. I love that. That, I, I, I don't know about that. Um, I love it. I don't know that. They did it with Tupac where they did a video with Tupac. Uh, I, I know, but bringing him back, I don't know. That's kind of weird and spooky. I don't know how I would feel about that. Oh, I would watching love it. that. You would I, love it. You saw it, you'd love I don't, it. I wait, wait. I have a question I though, because I have. Do you? Is there an action figure for your character? Because I have, I have the Gene Hackman and the Terrence Stamp. Was it Terrence Stamp? Terrence Stamp. Uh, yeah. I have like beautiful, like action, like twelve-inch action figures from them that I that I found online for like a lot of money. Is there one of you someplace? I believe they just made one a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, I have to look for that. I have to look for that. All right, I'm going to look for that. We should get you a Funko Pop with that too. I would like love it. So you guys, you can follow Jack. Uh, you won't find him on on uh, Twitter as Jack O'Halloran. He's M Anastasia. It's M A N A S T A S I A. His book is Family Legacy that we talked a lot about. You guys, I really like it. It was a great book, and I cannot wait to read and, it. And uh, it really, really. And like I said before, people send me books. Every day I get 50 million books that they wrote that they want me to push. Half of them is such boring shit. But your book, <laughs> I cannot wait to read. And listen, I guarantee I you won't find it boring. Oh, I don't find you boring. Listen, O'Halloran, where'd that Irish come from? You're Italian. My stepfather was, uh, when my mother was married to Paul Halloran when she met Albert. And Paul was overseas as an Army Air Force navigator. And um, she was in Philadelphia. And so he adopted you? He, uh, who, Albert? Well, the Halloran guy, he had to adopt you, or you just took his well, I was born When I was born, they just put it on my birth certificate. That I have two birth certificates, one Anastasia and one O'Halloran. Okay, got it. Oh, so you didn't change that for Hollywood. That was actually your name. Well, I, I was raised they... under that name because Albert, Albert saw what was happening and knew what was coming, and he, he thought he was protecting me. And uh, that's why he put a minder around me. And the guy taught me a lot of stuff, boy. And, you know, when, by the time when, when I met Albert, when I was right before he died, uh, it was the first time I ever met him. And he, uh, we were supposed to sit down a week or two later, and he got assassinated. And, but he left me like 256 pages of, of everything about him and what was about to happen. And he was a very intelligent man. He was... Uh, he was uh, and very intuitive. In, in The Godfather, when they went to Brando about getting in the drug business, and he said, if we touch, if I touch it, my children will touch it, it'll be the downfall of the families. Albert said that. Albert did not want the drug business in America, and he didn't want no. it brought through his courts. No. My father and my father's friends, if they thought you were a pusher, you were out. They oh, yeah. wouldn't, they wouldn't no, look at you. They wouldn't talk to you. They Absolutely. said, listen, you know, we don't do that. No. Well, when Genovese put all that together in Sicily, when he was when he was deported, and he put that together with Mussolini, the Italians that brought the heroin into America were called Zips. They weren't even allowed to be called Italians. They called them Zips. You know, my cousin Maria, 
<laughs> Her name is Genovese, so be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Genovese was married to uh, somebody. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, it, it's just all Hollywood. It's all bullshit. It's all make-believe. And well, when you... Have you, you, you seen the picture of the Irishman? Yes. I won't watch it because I don't it, like Robert. It's all bullshit. I mean, I knew I knew so Frank Fallon very well. And he never killed Hoffa, and he never killed Joey Gallo. It's uh, it's all Hollywood bullshit. Gallo. Oh, my God. Gallo. Oh, my we God. We have like two minutes. Another name. <laughs> the banana Bananos. I mean, gee, these names are coming back. So you guys go out and see all the Jack stuff. Uh, for all of you guys who want to see like the cool, wholesome su uh, superhero movies, watch Superman 1 and 2. They're fabulous. Watch King Kong. Farewell, my lovely. I don't think I've seen that, so I need to see that. Um, You'll like it. Uh, and definitely want to get his book, and he's going to have a movie coming out sometime soon. And uh, I want to actually talk about that a little bit later off, off the line. And um, Anyway, we have somebody pretty uh, important interested in my Set the Record Straight show coming back, my TV show that was on for years. And if we do, I will contact you. He's and on I, Facebook. And I definitely <laughs> want you to be one of our guests on uh, Set the Record Straight because I know you have many records mm -hmm. to set straight. And it will, it's may, it may be on like a Netflix or what is it called? What, I don't know. It's going to be any, everywhere, but we'll see what happens. We're working with it. I don't know that um, I have a busy life right now with this and I act in movies and this show I take and I'm writing. So taking on another project whew, at 80 years old, you know, phew, you know what I'm talking about. Jack, I'm so happy to, to Jack, see you. Jack, you are. You it's, are. By it's been far. at least ten years, I think, since I've like it's actually like talked to you. How come you never told me about him? Huh? I don't know. Like I, I mean, I bought the action figures. I told you, I knew the guy in the film. <laughs> Fuck action. He likes figures. the mob stuff. I like the movie no, stuff. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't like the mob stuff, and I don't like the movie stuff. What I like is the honesty. What I like is this guy is up front and out. This guy's no bullshit. This guy tells it like it is. That's what I like. I like people like him. No smoke and mirrors, no bullshit, no nonsense. I'm going to no read stupidity. the book again, though, because now that I know the first time I read it, I was thinking it was like fiction. And now that I know that 80 percent of it's true, you uh, met you met some of these people before they. <laughs> no, you, you went to the hospital. Yeah, I know you met a lot. I met of, some of them. Some, he met some of these uh, who were relatives of mine. When they were passing away. They so were we're going to have you back, too. But everybody follow Jack. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. And I'll be in touch and I'll send you an email later. Jack, what can I say? I've said it all. You are absolutely an earful. And what an interesting earful at that. You go on and have a great life. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we're going to stay in touch. God bless. Take care. Bless Thanks, too, Jack. Bye-bye. Take care, baby. All right, that was awesome, Whoa. you guys. So what a show. Whoa. Whoa. Everyone listening, everyone should listen to this show because it's true. It's an earful. It's unbelievable. It's the first show we've ever had in what, 10, nine, nine or ten years that you like were actually mesmerized. Mesmerized. And well, everybody in the in the chat room was saying, Oh my God, look at Ron's face. He's actually like he's totally like listening. He's in awe. Because, because, <laughs> uh, because growing up. You know, I was in the barbershop when Marilyn Monroe was murdered and somebody came into the barbershop as I was getting a haircut saying, did you hear the news? Marilyn Monroe OD'd and died. And I thought to myself, even at that moment, 
Oh, she did? Well, I don't know. Then the rumors started. Well, when I met Jane Russell years later, I became her best friend, and Jane filled me in. And then when my parents, my father, knew people who knew people said the story. And then I would tell people that Marilyn, and they'd fight with me. They'd say, oh, you're crazy. She couldn't possibly be murdered. That's Marilyn Monroe. I said, what are you, out of your mind? Anybody gets murdered. What? Napoleon, anybody. They don't care who you are. You do bad, you, you're going to get killed. And I've been fighting this argument forever. I've written about it on Facebook, about how the Kennedys were responsible for Monroe's death. And now this man comes forward with, with proof, bona fide proof. And all the stories are correct. Um, poor Marilyn. She was so stupid. She should have kept her mouth shut. She maybe would have still been around today. But you know what? If Marilyn Monroe was around today, she wouldn't be the legend that she is today because she died 36, no, 26 years old, 36 years old, beautiful and perfect. Why, just now okay why are you on mute you homo i i because i unplugged the thing to try and I'm get the camera to go brain meanwhile that was just a, make us blurry otherwise rebel i don't know why i mean we didn't do anything no blurry different. blurry's good i look 20 but um anyway that was a fascinating interview that man is absolutely a talker and a, a articulate i mean everything he said i know what he said was precise it wasn't made up he wasn't bullshitting us amazing man he's got to come back again definitely I don't know why we're blurry. So why would we be blurry all of a sudden? Blurry's good. Well, look, I don't see look it. at She's me. She's not showing us. No, but blurry, blurry, blurry's bl very blurry's good. You don't see the bag sags and wrinkles on your face, Jimmy. Rebel, put us back up so I can see what it looks like because I can't see it. You are. Uh, oh, she's talking to us now. I didn't take y'all down. It's check your Ethernet cable. It should be fine. I keep telling Jimmy we need a new equipment. It has so, nothing to do with and it. You know what? He's got a gift certificate. So it won't. So it won't show up. Like, uh, like we don't have any video. I can see you. Huh? I can see y'all. The people can't see us. I'm looking maybe, on YouTube maybe, now, and there's just a big screen. YouTube, there's no picture. YouTube cut us off because of the subject matter of that interview. Oh. Maybe. You know, we're in a. No, in, like in a, we're here. It says we're live in nine minutes, Rebel. Like, I don't know what's. We're living on. in a communist world now, so we have to be careful of what we do. Here, I'll redo. I'll refresh this and Actually, see. I mean, really? I bet your YouTube you. cut us off. No, they didn't cut us off because everybody says they can still hear us. Yeah, but Ask they can't the see us. the chat room if they can see you because I can see you and hear you. Can you guys see us or no? Oh, now I see us. I was gone for a while, though. Okay, good. Jimmy, you've been gone for a long time. Okay, so our next guest should be calling in. I am so depleted of energy listening to Jack. I am not going to be crazy and funny with the next guest, and I have to be because she's crazy and funny. Oh, boy. I don't know where she is. She should I can't be here. Breathe, I can't breathe from that, that interview. That's that okay. was profound. Okay, everybody. So while I'm waiting for our next guest, you can watch the Jimmy Star Show live every Wednesday from 3 to 4. 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific Time on our home station, W4CY Radio. 
We're also on K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Podomatic, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Podbean, Spotify, and Pandora. And on television, you can see us on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, and JSW TV. And um, just to set the record straight, I was never in the mafia, and my father was never in the mafia. My father knew people who were in the mafia, just as I grew up with people who later became big, big um, important people in the mafia mafia doesn't even exist so we shouldn't use that word it's called businessmen i don't know i'm having trouble with you to keep talking Rob. why are you having trouble i look I good know, like, i look good in that okay, shot keep, keep the blurry i like the blurry i don't know what's happening i like leave, leave me blurry make you, you clear me blurry. Talk, talk. i talk what the fuck you think i'm doing Ma masturbating of course i'm talking and i don't know why oh, i can't take him anymore i mean being married to him is so stressful I got to get back. He gets so nervous so easily. It's like Nanny, Mary, Nanny, Pamby. I don't like it when we you get can't like Mary, see. Mary, Mary, the big fucking fairy when you get nervous. I mean, really, you get like a girl. Who yells about like if we have dead air. I don't want to have dead air. When I, I'm never have to get dead air. I never have dead air. I have dead air. I mean, really, Mary, Mary, quite the fairy. Contrary, you. Anyway, that guest was really good. Um, uh, I don't know what you people out there think about it. Some puppy said he's full of crap. Some people said he was lying. Some people said it's the truth. Some people said, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's shocking stuff because he talked about very major people, uh, names that we grew up with and that we know. Marilyn Monroe, my God, is an icon. And to think that they put a suppository in her, which we all knew, that killed her. It was sinful because Marilyn didn't deserve to die. She just deserved a beating or smacking around or something if they wanted to even do that, to shut her mouth and keep quiet. Somebody should have for long warned her that they're going to kill you, Marilyn, if you keep opening your trap and talking about Kennedy and the Cuban uh, thing, you know, with Cuba. So it's sad that we lost Marilyn. She could have given us a lot more uh, pleasure in films of the future but anyway yeah jane was right jane russell knew it all along she had heard stories from people but um that was an interesting interview who's coming on now what's her name who, who is she? I, I don't know her um she's a, a singer she's from new york her family was in vaudeville i think oh vaudeville or something like that i'm not sure exactly but I don't, i'm not where, sure where she is hey hey uh, paul where's where's rue she's singing she's saying that we're having problems with our internet which i don't know why because we're hardwired in. They, don't like the sub, they didn't like the subject matter. That's trying, not the internet. That, 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 trying to cut us off. Is the I'm wire telling, plugged I'm in? I'm telling tight. you, we have, we, have, we have this bullshit now where there's no longer freedom of speech. We have to be careful of everything we say and write because people are saying, if you say something we don't like, we're going to ban you forever. It's all over Facebook. It's all everybody's talking about is this bullshit of... of, of of judging and, and carrying on and nobody's allowed here. Nobody's allowed there. Nobody's allowed to say this. You're knocking the lamp. You know, I blew a bulb on my side. Do you have a replacement bulb? You know, well, it's got style. I got news for you. Well, you know, working from home sucks. When we were in the studio, it was so much better because everything was professional. Now that we work from home, it's like, you know, home, home movies. Look at the chat. I can't see a bloody thing. I'm blind. You know that. 
No, I see an no one is in the green room. Okay. Well, and for the um, chat room saying to put you on a small screen, the only time I can put them in a small screen if it's someone else is here, like this. If I pull out, they go back to a big screen. Oh, good. I got my other light. Got rid of 20 wrinkles. Oof. I'm hardwired in. I don't know why there's a problem. I don't know why there's a problem. I, I really, we need to get back in the studio when this shitting virus is gone. I hate this virus. This virus has really screwed up everyone in this world's lives. I mean, who, who, who if, if they say China did it, what demented mind went and made it up? How did they do it? What, what, where did they get it from to even make it? Well, where did it come from? I think we should know where it came from because we know everything else, supposedly. Why won't they tell us where it came from? What, it's going to cause a world war? We're in one right now. We're in a civil war. God, people have to be as honest as Jack was. People have to be honest. You shouldn't be afraid to speak your mind, everyone. This is America. We're allowed still to have freedom of the speech. You say what you like, whether it's pro-con, uh, pro-Biden or, or against Biden or Trump pro, whatever. Even if you are a Trumper, you're, you should have the right to say it without being persecuted. I don't like what's going on in this country, and I don't like t people telling me keep my mouth shut because I would die first. Your guest is Okay, good. I tell it like it is. Where's this girl? I no, thought bring you, her in. Bring I her thought in. she was a comedian. Oh, she's here, a singer. Hey! Oh, my God. I was waiting for you to add me. I had, oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. okay. Look, that, take I the sunglasses for anything. You know Good. that, and take the sunglasses. Take the sunglasses off so we can see you real quick. I can't see if I take my sun. I can't Good. see anything. I can't, you know what? I can't see either. But, you, right. look, but you look beautiful. Thank you. The glasses you look like without my glasses. Yeah, but the. You look like a bug with the glasses, like that's a okay. beetle. Keep the bug if you want the glasses. No, no, no. Let's everybody show. see her eyes. Look how beautiful she is. Oh, All right. Oh, okay. look at her I'm now. So sorry, Clark. I was late. I, I, I don't look know at you. You have, to, you have. What do you have? Green eyes. I do. And you want to put those fucking sunglasses on? What are you? It's nuts? how I see. You see, I don't see. see. Just, just sit there and look beautiful, please. <laughs> I mean, look at those eyes. You're going to cover those so, eyes. So, no, we got to, like, introduce her. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly fabulous and talented singer, songwriter, web show host, illustrator, and actress, Rue Star. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you Yay. so much. Thank you so much for having me. We're Sorry. so excited to have you. Let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, Green hey, Eyes. How you hi. doing? And then we have a chat room full of people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everyone. So and you got to give you have to give us a, a specific shout out. I need one for Cindy Lady Lake. Hello, Cindy Lady Lake. I love you. I need Ooh. one from Paul from Zest Radio. Zest is my all-time best uh, guardian angel of the world. Hello, Zest. I love you. And then I need one for Eileen. Eileen Shapiro, my new BFF. We're going to go to London together. We have there you go. Oh, forget, Adam it. forget about it. She's always chasing Adam Ant. She wants that dick so For, bad. Forget <laughs> it. If you're, Adam Ant, if, you, she. if you're going to England with, with her, <laughs> you're yes. going to come back a very wrinkled, dried out old lady. Oh, because she's going to run you night and day, night and day, night and day. You'll never sleep. You'll never eat. You'll be a, a vegetable. Don't exactly. go to London with her. She's I crazy. No, she's, she's crazy. She's yeah. a crazy. 
Eileen is a crazy lady. So, so I want to get the promotional stuff in real quick, and then we're going to talk about some other stuff, and then we'll recap the promotional stuff at the end of this whole thing. So, first of all, you guys, if you want to follow Rue, she's at Rue Star R E W S T A R R, and uh, that's her Twitter handle. Uh, what are you on Instagram? Same thing. Same thing. And Rue Star has a band called the Roulettes. And um and with Zest Radio, who's like with with Zest Radio with Paul in the uh, who's in the chat room, they are releasing a cover of the Lulu song "To Sir with Love," and it's a cover music video, and it's going to be released on January twenty third, uh, twenty nineteen, uh, twenty twenty one. What time are we doing that? Do you remember? Yeah, it's twelve thirty New York time, so uh, three hours earlier is your time, and five hours ahead. It's later is the UK. No, we're time. three hours. We're three hours later. No, we're earlier than her. No, New York is ahead of us. I know, so that means we're earlier. <laughs> how, how do you? Let's get this right. How do you figure that out? If she's at twelve thirty, then it's nine thirty in the morning, us, which is earlier. Oh. <laughs> that's how i figure it and that's that means okay. it's and that means it's, it's 5 30 and so you guys this is a very cool thing number one the song is awesome i've had the privilege of seeing the video and hearing the song and it's really really fantastic all you guys are gonna love it number two uh the roulettes and Roo star have teamed up with zest radio and um they're doing a benefit to for feed the children so oh, they're man. trying to get ten thousand plays on this music video and they're gonna donate uh, 10 cents every play to feed the children. And this is a collaboration between, you know, Zest Radio and Roostar and the Roulettes, which I'm going to let me mention them real quick. I wrote their names down. I love the name, I have the Ann, Roulettes. Ann Hussick, my, uh, Maya Lowe, Tammy Johnson, and Roostar, and they're fabulous, you guys. Um, and basically, the To Sir With Love is based on the, uh, it's based on a scene in the 1967 movie, To Sir With Love. And oh, what, um, what Petula Clark sang it? Lulu. No, Lulu. Oh, no, Lulu, Lulu sang it, right? Lulu, Lulu, right? Lulu sang it. Petula, and, uh, you know, like her letters have the same letters in her name, Petula. If you go backwards, it's like Lulu. Right, right, right. right. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, Petula Clark, Petula Clark sang Downtown. Yes, which is and another it was, great song. It was out at the same time as To Sir With Love. I love Downtown, it's that, too. Yeah, that whole thing. So tell us, though. So first of all, why So why did you pick that song? I mean, it's really good. You guys have done an excellent job with it. Um, tell us, why did you pick To Sir With Love? Well, it's a long story and I'll try to tell you it as best I can. Zest is like, like I said, my superhero. He is definitely uh, someone who has supported me and my work for many, many years. We became friendly through online and the internet. He even came and co-hosted my show. So I met him in person and he asked me randomly, he knows I play music and he said, would you ever consider doing a cover of To Sir With Love. And I was just like, are you kidding me? I have a brother that is my producer from heaven. Uh, I know he always produces my life. Like he's the reason I'm talking to you guys besides Zest. Zest is my producer on earth. And, um, and, and my brother, his favorite movie in the whole wide world was To Sir With Love. And I have his, because he's up in there, I have a lot of his things. Like I have his album, his record album of the movie soundtrack of to sir with love and i said to zest like i have the album and he was just like wow that's amazing i can't believe it and i know my brother is up to me meeting knowing zest i mean he's like that so uh 
one thing led to another. Fast forward a few years, uh, the, the question was still in the works. And now I'm working with a, a record label in Baltimore called Monterey Records. And I rolled it by them saying like, can I do a cover to Sir With Love? Now, usually I always go to Baltimore by myself and they're all musicians and they always fill everything in. So I was, was in my mind thinking, that's what we're going to do. But you see, because they're all musicians, they like to come to New York once a year and do a gig, which I put together. So they <laughs> came up and they, I was planning their visit to New York and my band couldn't play that night. All my bandmates were like busy. So it was just like, fine, I'll just host that night. I won't play. It's fine. I don't care. Just let them have fun. And one of the bands playing was Anne was in it and she said, I'll play with you. What do you need? I'll play bass. I'll play second guitar, like whatever you want. And I'm just like, really? And then I know this drummer named Tammy who's filled in with me quite often. And I said, let me see what Tammy's up to. So I said, Tammy, can you do that day? And she's like, yeah. And then Maya, who is a good friend of mine, who you'll, it's a whole crazy story I, I, for another time, her and Tammy know each other. And, um, Maya saw me play one. So after she saw me, she said, oh my God, I want to play with you one day. So I contacted Maya. I said, you know, Tammy's doing a gig with me, which are you free this day? And she's like, I am. So the roulettes were formed and we just did this free gig and the Baltimore label people were there and he's seen me play in so many different concoctions. And this, he said, you're bringing this band to Baltimore. And it was like, oh my God, he loved us so much. So then we did a few more gigs and then that was all, it all started in April 19, 2019. We did like some gigs throughout the spring and then we were planning to go to Baltimore that summer. We went the first week of August of 2019. We record this song and everything was great. And then of course we had some of the other stuff happen too, but the good stuff outweighed it. We come back to New York and then Zest, was like, now we need a music video. I know the perfect I love director. It. So he got Christopher Martini, who is an amazing director. He's um, done a lot of documentaries and he knew Jimmy King, who was Bowie's private photographer. And he wanted him to be the artistic director and everything was just like wonderful. And Christopher said, I just can't do anything until uh, after the year ends because I'm, I'm working. So January, 2020, he and I finally meet in person, me and the director, and we plan this thing and we're going to shoot it on March 21st. And then we know what happened. And COVID. It March 28th. And then it was going to be April. And then it was after the pandemic. And then that was not going to happen. So over the summer, he figured out a way. Now me everybody and I, to do their own part. Yeah, because my thing in Utah, Tammy is now in Georgia. Anne was upstate New York, and I was in New York City, and the director was in Washington, D.C. He got stuck there. Now, so, were, you were you raised on Long Island? No, I was not raised on Long Island. But You have, um, you have a very definite New York accent. I was born in the Bronx, but I never lived in the Bronx. And I live downtown, downtown, and I've been here for my whole life pretty much. Right. I, I have lived in other places, too, but yeah. this is... My but it's, it's so nice to hear a New York accent because I have one too. Yay. I'm a native. I'm a native New Yorker, Brooklyn. I'm a, actually, she's, I'm a Brooklyn. She's she's actually like because she's like she's like big deal in like the underground of New York and the whole music and art scene. She was Miss Underground New York City in 2017. Wow. Good for you. She was dubbed the Firebrand by the New York Times, and they describe her as a cross between Courtney Love, which you won't know. Who I, that lo is from I, know, okay. I love Courtney. Courtney Love, Love from Nirvana. Uh, 
and the gothic version of Olivia Benson from Law and Order, which is actually Court, Melissa Hargitay. <laughs> I will never forget yeah. Courtney Love's performance. She's a, oh, in that movie, in that she Hansel movie. She is a great actress, Courtney but she, Love. But she's really a musician. I, I don't yeah. give a shit. No, <laughs> nobody understands that she can act better than half of the people in film. When yeah, she played, when she played, what's his name's? Al uh, dope addict wife. She was fabulous. Yeah, in the hustler movie. The hustler movie. That was. She, she was great. Oh my god, I couldn't get. I still can't get over that. I love Courtney Love. She's crazier, crazier than I am. So you're the indie queen of New. Her. So you're the, basically like the indie queen of New York City. Do you know Courtney? I've never met her in person, but I've been in the same room with her numerous times. Um, I know people that know her. I know her rolfer. <laughs> <laughs> her rolfer yeah rolfer's yeah. a guy who does massage a rolf massage yeah, oh, oh, oh. it's a girl rolfer but um yeah i i know a lot of things more than i should about courtney i'm waiting for the day that we can get tea <laughs> she you my will. daughter and i met her one night but she wouldn't remember but in her unplugged <laughs> behind the scenes of on mtv my daughter's in it because the second the the, the day we met her they they were shooting it all and the clip with my daughter, like shaking her hand, got in the unplug. So, oh, how cool was that? Yeah. Your is your daughter a musician? Is your daughter a musician? I have two daughters, and one is totally a musician. She's living in Nashville, and she's like beyond talent. Wait a minute, wait, 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 back it up, back it up, hold, stop, do not go any further. He's gonna tell you that. You have a daughter that's old two. enough to live on her own somewhere. I have two daughters that live on their own. Well, how old are you? I'm you look like a girl. Than I act. You look like a you, <laughs> so look, <is> he. <laughs> you look like a girl. You don't look oh, like a woman. You're so no, nice. I'm not I don't bullshit people. I thought I, you were I survived the eighties, my love. I really thought that you were in your late twenties, early thirties. Oh my gosh. That's how old my children are. You're an old bag like me. Oh my yeah. god. She's not as old as you. No, I'm eighty as nobody's as old. I'm I'm as old as dirt. I'm eighty. You're probably you're probably closer to me. You're probably closer to you me. You look amazing. Any oh, secret? Any secrets you. you want to give out? Botox, Restyl, and anything? No, I don't believe in any of that. I don't believe in I'm that. Shitty. I wish I could get them, but I always I'm always like the person that gets the side effects. So I'm always afraid if I get the Botox, I'm going to end up like with uh, the palsy. <laughs> and so like, no, no, listen, listen. So wait, wait. I, 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 I have something to say that's very important. Somebody wrote on my Facebook page this morning that if you get the injection for the coronavirus, it can explode your lips if you have them injected or your face because the virus, the, 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 the serum, the antivirus serum goes and attacks anything that's foreign in the body. So oh. everybody with Botox and Restyl in their faces are going to explode. Or like me, I have a plastic knee. I just had a knee replacement. But could you imagine <laughs> you have your lips blown up and then they do blow up? They explode? Oh, my gosh. Isn't that scary? Now, that might be just fake news. We don't know. But we should really research that and find out. Come so on. you come, though, you come from like an, uh, like a, an entertainment family, though, right? Kind of, sort of. My, my grandmother was in vaudeville, and she sang with Jimmy Durante and... Uh, she did a lot of what stuff. Was, what was her name? Her name was her her name was Evelyn, but her real, real, real name was Esther oh, stage, River. Her stage, Esther River. Stage. We would always say, Why did you change your name to Evelyn? Like you had the coolest name, Esther River. And she was like, I'll give you an Esther River. You know, like she hated that name. And she was born on the Lower East Side, actually, my grandmother. And um 
I, you know, my mother grew up like that with, with her mother in the theater. I never, I have a lot of her pictures from then. She used to sing with her sisters and they called themselves the Baker sisters. I cannot find much about them, but I have a lot of their cut and press and photos. And, and uh, my grandfather, her husband was a scout for the New York Yankees at the time. And he was in the liquor business. So that was my mother's parents and his mother my great great grandmother, who I never met, had a speakeasy on the Lower East Side during Prohibition, and um, these are just stories that I know of. But you know, my 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 nana, the one that sang, though, she used to give me a lot of good, you know, advice when I started like songwriting and 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 doing that stuff. Like you know, when I was many years ago, she used to always say to me don't get cocky you know like never get cocky and never be mean to anybody always keep your feet on the ground and always be nice to everyone who likes you because you never know and you and, never shut a door she always would say that and she also always would say don't only do original songs you know you think you're so good writing original songs you have to cover other people's material because right. the only way you're going to get good is by covering people that are right. already so what so so what's one of your favorite cover songs Besides uh, to start with, with love. Okay, besides that, give us another one. I do Rebel Rebel by Bowie. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. I do a good Rebel Rebel. Uh, I have to say, I love playing that song. It's so much fun. So, who and, are your like influences? Like, who are so, like growing up? Who are the people that you like listen to? Well, you see, I'm like more of like someone of of lyrics. Like, I like every genre. And it's more to me like if a song is talking straight at me, then then I can connect to the song. Like. You know, I like a lot of songs that don't get on the radio from artists when we used to listen to the songs. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I mean, I like rappers that can write really well. I like uh, oldies. I like, I love R&B. R&B has always influenced me a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's, I listen to that a lot. I love R&B. I love Marvin. So who, who, who are some of the singers who've done songs that like have appealed to you? Like that, uh, that you think speak to you? Like name, give me an example of a song. Well, I'll tell you, Courtney Love has this one song that I love so much. And the day that we met her and I said, can you do that song? She was like, I'm not doing that one. Like, you know, like, you know, sometimes it's not the songs that the artist even likes. There's a song that I loved of hers on her American Sweetheart album. I love certain songs on, on on her albums, but like not every song, but I do appreciate her and respect her. I love Diana Ross. I I, I, I love my daughter's songs. I love I, I <laughs> Give us your daughter. daughter's name so everybody can go look it up who listens. Her name is Eva Lynn and it's E V A L I N. And and the funny thing she always says is it's also like a, a what a porn star from Thailand's name is Eva Lynn. She's not that one. <laughs> So you guys look up Eva Lim, but not the porn star right. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's her joke. But she's so talented. And um, my other daughter, Harley, she is behind the camera. She's she's made music videos for me. She's made me two, and we're in the process of making a third. So she's uh, she's in New York. So I get to see her during this crazy time, and she does you know a lot of stuff like that for me. Then now you live in the village. I do. You like the village? I love it. I love it so it's much. It's not the village anymore. You should have lived in the village in nineteen fifty. Well, I wasn't I wasn't here in Born. the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying if you think the village is cool now, no. No, I don't. 
I no don't way, think baby. it's cool now. It got, I, it got commercial. People, it's wounded right now. Everything is closed. <clears throat> Every business is closed. No, I don't mean that. I mean with the population. The people that move to the village now all are wealthy. They have maids. They walk with governesses. When I know the village back in the beatnik days, it was cool. Everybody was an artist of like some you. Kind. <laughs> yeah, you would have been like probably you're the queen now of the village. But I think back then you would have been the super queen of the village. No well, one let's could, have a renaissance. No way. No <laughs> one could. No one could hang out in the village if they weren't cool. If you were a geek or a square. They wouldn't even talk to you. The Get village. out of here. Yeah, oh, when I, I was little, I used to beg my mom to take me to, to find the hippies. I used to like have this hippie fascination. I'd be like, Mommy, please take me to see the hippies. And she would take me like to Washington Square and stuff, and I wouldn't see any. And then she would be like, I'd be like, where are they? And she'd say, I don't think they come out during the day. And that was all I needed to hear. She, she like planted that seed. So as soon as I could start going well, out at night. Greenwich, Greenwich Village was gay. In, in the 60s, and um, the world wasn't, it was gay, but you're not allowed. So all us gay guys would go to the gay bars in the village, and they were wonderful gay bars. We had the best time and the best fun. Today, you know, things have it's changed. not the same. No. I'm happy I was born when I was born, and I'm happy I lived in the years that I did. So you guys... Other things, too. So Ruth's been in a bunch of independent films. She's an illustrator, and if you Wait, go on... Time out. Time out. You know Afonso Enrique? Yeah, very well. I was in his film. Oh, cool. Yes, That's awesome. He loves you guys. He, he just was so happy that I was going to meet you guys today. He was like, oh, my God. I know. Yeah, that's, and what's the name? What the, what movie are you in of his? I was in his film called Finders Keepers. And, and, and my little dog, I have a little dog named Zsa Zsa Gabon. Josh and Gabon. I love yes. your names. First of all, I love I love I love I love, oh, I love roulette. Show her. No, show. I love roulette. And now Jaja Gabon's I love. Jaja and this Gabon. is this is Astro. Astro. That's this Astro. Astro Astro she, Boy. She she's in the movie too. She 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 kills it. She's in a lot of movies with me. And um we're in a lot of people's music videos too, me and Jaja. She's I my love sidekick. Uh, uh, what kind of dog is it? What kind of dog is she? She's a Yorkie. Oh, but, that's so but cute. she's very voluptuous, you know. She, her name is Jaza Gabone. I mean, come on. I love like, Jaza Gabone. Our dog is on TV all the time. He he comes up here to sit with me every yes. week. On our I like show. love it. So then, you guys, if you follow Rue on her Instagram account, she does all these cool illustrations. She's done like one a day, right? You're doing or you did or something for the whole COVID thing. Yeah, it just happened. I never planned on doing this. It just happened. I I was. I had my niece who's 10 for a weekend from March 13th to March 15th that weekend. And we were drawing on, on Sunday, the day I was bringing her back to her mom and she was doing these drawings and she wasn't finishing them. And I was just like, why are you doing that? You're like wasting paper. So I was like, can I finish your drawings? And she's like, yeah. So I start finishing hers and then I drew my own picture. And I posted it. I was so proud of it. And someone wrote me right away like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you drew. Can you draw something for me? And I was just like, I never like drew something for someone else, but I'll try. And I did it. And then the next day, someone asked me to draw something else. And that was when it all hit. It, the pandemic began. So it, I just said, 
if anyone has a suggestion while it's pandemic, I'll draw. And I kept getting suggestions. And from that day, I have drawn a drawing a day, all from everyone's suggestions. Now you have to put them in a book. You put them together in a book. I Help hope it. as soon as this chapter is over, uh, then I will decide. I, I hope I can do that. But I have today with day <clears throat> 302. There you go. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole bunch of them. All right. So listen up because we've got three minutes. So first of all, you guys, this is Rue Star. The name of her band is The Roulettes. You want to follow her on Twitter at R-E-W-S-T-A-R-R. -R. She's also on Instagram. You also want to uh, follow Zest Radio Show on Twitter, Paul from Zest Radio, and it's at Z-E-S-T-R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W. On the 23rd of January at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. They are releasing the music video on YouTube to Sir With Love. All you have to do is uh, go on YouTube, plug in ru the roulettes and to Sir With Love. And uh, it's all set up as a premiere, so you guys can go and make sure you like get your sign up for the reminder so when it goes off, because we, we want to get 10,000 plays, they're going to donate uh, 10 cents every play, up to 10,000 plays to feed the children. It's an awesome idea. Uh, it's an awesome charity. It's an awesome way that, that you, the Roulettes, and Paul are all giving back, so I want to commend you on all that. I think it's fabulous. I think everybody needs to know about you because you're super talented and fun. And, and beautiful. Those eyes. Oh, you guys are the Those green eyes. My God. Oh, and Don Hinton says thank you for her drawing because I guess you must did one. Yes, she asked for one. It's posting tomorrow. Well, there it's posting tomorrow. There you go. And everybody, so we want everybody to watch the video. We want it to make a big splash, and it supports a great cause, and it supports a great band, really, Thank a great you. band. I love the name, Rue and the Roulettes. Thank I mean, you so much. And I guys. love Jaja Gabon. Yes. I mean, you, you should really get hired to write names for people. You know, people have Thank things, you. and they never. <laughs> no, really. No, I'm, I'm good at names. I, 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 mean, I can call you all kinds of names, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's fabulous yeah. we love it so you guys follow her she's fabulous support the the uh the single support the band support her artwork she's got a show you got like 30 seconds you are you still doing the show uh i am doing it renegade style right now during the pandemic it's uh, it's ruin who renegade ruin who and uh we do it pretty much weekly it's we change the day every week because it's renegade and uh, lots of musicians come on, do a song. Our next show is Thursday night, and uh, it gives everyone an outlet to perform, say a poem, share your aura, a joke, a smile, whatever you want. Lots of musicians, lots of artists come by and share the love of passion. There you go. So we want to thank everybody. This is Rue Star. She is the queen of New York City underground nightlife. She's fabulous. We love her. And uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. We had a great show. Oh, wait, we want to thank wait, both wait, our what, guests. What happened to Susie Brown? Downtown with Susie Brown? Uh, Julie, Brown. Julie, Julie Brown. Julie Brown. She's mainstream. She's not underground. She's like on MTV. No, but what happened yeah. to Downtown with Julie she's Brown? She's still around. I think she did some acting, actually. Is she still around? I think she's on Sirius Radio now. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I met her years ago. She was really nice. Anyway, nice. we've got to go. I saw her in a movie or something. Rue Star, thank you so much. Love you, Paul. Thank you. Everybody in the chat room, thanks so we'll much. We had a great you. show. We'll see you guys next thank week. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. It was our pleasure, honey. Bye-bye. See you soon. We'll see you in New York. Yes. Oh, yeah, we will what see you What an interesting show today. I yes, mean, absolutely. Really. So, everybody, thanks so much. We're out of time, so we got to go. But we'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay with us. <laughs> so can turn out to you. Yeah, we in the 
Now we in the mix, it's another episode Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Interviewing the hottest news that you will send to the celebrities Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude Chat room is live and you would be a fool Not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Come watch it live on W4CY Radio Miss some past episodes, download on iTunes The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Russell. 